Thank you for the blessing for another day. Thank you for the blessing of another month. Thank you for the blessing, for the strength, the grace. Thank you for the testimonies. Thank you for how far you brought us as a church, as a people, and as a family. Father, we bless you. Father, we bless you. Father, we thank you and thank you and thank you. And thank you and thank you. Blessed be your name forever. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your glory. Thank you for all that you have done for us. Thank you for all that you have done for your church. You have done for your people. You have done for us as individuals. You have done for us as families. Thank you for how far you brought us. We refuse to be ungrateful. Thank you and thank you and thank you. We can't thank you enough. Blessed be your name forever. From the deepest of our hearts, receive appreciation this morning. We know from our hearts, you have brought us this far. And we know that you are taking us to the place you have ordained for us. Blessed be your name. Let your word proceed forth in power and authority. Touch every heart. Bless every soul. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go back to our scripture this morning. Uh, It's a blessing to see the month of August. It's not everybody who has seen this month. Some saw July, but they didn't see August. So if you can see August, you must understand it's a great blessing for you. Please don't take your living for granted. I'm telling you, because what happens to others can easily happen to you. Yeah. God has been extremely good to you. You may not be where you want to be, but you must understand that God has still been good to you. Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, while he sent the multitude away. When he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, do not be the sea that Jesus walked on, I went to see it in Israel. Now I preach with better understanding. Amen. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you. The King James says, bid me to come. Ask me to come. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, if it is you, bid me come unto you on the water. And he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship. He walked on the water to go to Jesus. This month, you walk on things you have never dreamt of. Walked on water. It's a month of inspiration. Yeah, strange things are going to happen. Strange things are going to happen. And he said, come. And Peter was come down out of the ship. He walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to do what? To sink. He cried out saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why do you doubt? I'm preaching a message entitled, 
sinking in his presence. You are sinking in the presence of God. We're looking at the scripture carefully. You see that, I mean, I don't want to talk so much about it, but it's very clear that Jesus told the disciples, take lead, I'm coming. And the Bible said they were on the boat and Jesus was praying. And in the middle of the night after praying, he decided to go to the disciples. And they were in the middle of the sea. And the Bible said that the wind was contrary. I mean, the wind was really hard on the boat. So the boat wanted to sink. I mean, a whole lot of things were happening. And the people were afraid. They began to scream. Then when Jesus even came on the scene, walking on the... Well, because they've never thought that Jesus could walk on the water. I mean, you, we, I mean it baffles everybody's mind. How can you walk? You'll be floating. You'll be hanging in the air. You can't step on water. No, 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 no. You go in. So how can you walk? Every, they were surprised. So they thought, ah, what is this? It might be a ghost. And Jesus said, I'm not a ghost. I'm Jesus himself. And Bible said, you were calm. Then Peter said, Lord, if it is you, if only it is you, bid me, ask me to come. Then the Bible said, Jesus said to Peter, now come. And by the word that Jesus spoke to Peter, the Bible said, Peter began to walk on the heat. I mean, he stepped out of the boat first. I don't know what was going through his mind, but um, based on what the master has told him, he stepped out of the boat. The Bible said he stepped on the water and he began to walk. And he was walking and doing the impossible. Then the Bible said, while he was walking, he saw the wind around him and the storm. And the Bible said, fear came upon him and he began to sink. Immediately, he shouted, he said, Lord, save me. I'm going down. But the Jesus stretched off his hand and caught him. And he said, ye of little faith. Now, it's very interesting to know that you, you stand in the presence of the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the creator of the heavens and the earth, and yet you are sinking. Have you thought of it? How can you be in front of Jesus, the one who created all things, he told you to come. You are coming. But yet, you stood in front of him. You are looking at him face to face. And yet, you are going down. I don't know. If Peter had not called for help, I don't know what would have happened to him. But thank God, I mean, by the end of the day, he called for help. Lord, Lord help me. Now, I'm going to share something with you this morning. That will change your life for better. Amen. Sinking in his presence. You are standing in front of him. You are worshipping him. You are serving him. Yet, you are going down. Today will be the last day your life will ever go down in your walk with God in the name of Jesus. Our life is designed by God for us not to go down. We serve God to go up. We don't serve God to go down. For the path of the just is like a shining light that shines brighter and brighter until that perfect day. Proverbs 4.18 So you walk with God for your life to become better. Amen. For we behold him in a glass, and for we are changed from glory to what? To glory. Second Corinthians 3.18 But we all with unveiled faces, beholding him as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to what? Just as by the Spirit of the Lord. So when you serve God, you serve God for your life to become better. You don't serve God to go down. You serve God to go up. Get this very clear. The earlier the better for you. Go with me to Romans chapter number 8. 
And let me give you three scriptures that will let you know that your life is not supposed to go down. So when you stand before God, you can't sink in His presence. From today, whatever that is taking you down, making you to sink in your health, you are sinking in your career, in your marital issues, God is bringing you back and you are going to, He's stretching forth, He's stretching forth His hand to catch you. You will never go down in His presence. I said, You will never go down in His presence. Amen. Romans 8 28. Now, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the court according to His word. Purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also prayed to be conformed to the image of the Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also did what? And whom he justified, these he also glorified. How many of you believe that you have been justified by God? Now, if you are justified, then it means that you are also what? So shame is no more your portion. You're not supposed to live a life of shame. God's portion for you is glory. So whatever that represents shame to, I mean this morning, God is taking them away out of your life in the name of Jesus. Whatever that makes people to laugh at you, people to look down up, whatever that represents shame in your life, that thing is being dropped from today. In the name of Jesus. So we don't serve God for shame, we serve God for glory. I said, we don't serve God for shame. We serve him for glory. Amen. Now, how can I sink in his presence? Now, three things I want to let you know. The moment you give your life to Christ, the presence of God becomes part of you. When you accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, you begin to carry his presence. Let me give you Romans chapter 8 verse 9. Romans 8 9. He said, but you are not in the flesh, but are in the what? Spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. Now what makes you a child of God is that you carry the spirit, which is the presence of God. So the presence of God is with you and is upon you. I mean it's in you and is with you. So you carry the presence of God with you. Number two, whenever we gather like this as a church, we gather before his presence. Where Jesus said in Matthew chapter number 18, the verse 20. He said, where two or three are guarded in my name, I am there. So when we come to church like this, we have come into the presence of who? Of God. And please, that's the reason why when you come to church, you must know how to carry yourself. You can't stand in the presence of God. You can't sit in the presence of God and behave anyhow. And talk anyhow. And you are not focused. You're, can you imagine you sit in front of, let's say, the president. And you behave in a way. They will carry you. The security will carry you and throw you somewhere. I've never seen any meeting that the president will be having with uh, members of the cabinet, whatever, and whatever, and people will stand in front of the president and they'll be chewing gum. Mr. President, what are you saying? Can you imagine there are people who pray and they are still chewing gum? You come to church too, and the uh, uh, pastor is preaching, and uh, you are you are in the presence of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and your mouth is moving up and um, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You are praying and God is in your mouth. Father, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke Satan. So whenever we come to church, we come before his word. His presence. We come before his word. So please don't forget, we are in the presence of who? Tell the person, we are in the presence of God. Very much important. 
Genesis 49.10 Unto him shall all the gathering of the So when we gather, we gather before his presence. Number three, whenever you are in your closet and you are with him alone, you are also in his presence. Genesis 32, the verse 24. And now Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the This was about God. And Jacob, so whenever you are alone, God manifests his presence to you. And that's one of the things that you must always learn. Learn to be alone with God. Learn to be alone. So whenever you are alone with God, not, not you are alone in your room praying. No, no, no. I mean just lying down. But when you are alone to seek the face of God, his presence come before you. So these are the different types of the presence of God. Now how can I carry these presence of God with me or I'm always in the presence of God and still be going down? I want us to look at some few reasons why Peter sank in the presence of Jesus. Even though he was in the presence of Jesus and yet he was going down. I believe that today your life will never go down. Now the first thing that we can see from the life of Peter that made him to go down. That is when you forget the word of God and refuse to act on it or obey it. Your destiny and my destiny, your life and my life begin to sink and to go down when we forget the word of God and refuse to act on it. Lord, if it is you, command me to come. Interest, Peter did not say that, Lord, because it is you, I am coming. Is that what he said? No. He said, if it is you, ask me to do what? Even though it may be you, Jesus, I'm standing in front, but if you don't tell me by your word that I should come, I can never walk on this water. Lord, if it is you, then ask me to come. So Peter began to walk on the water, did the impossible by the word of the Lord. Please don't forget, never ever forget this. You do the impossible. You can walk on the water. Things become wealthy. Things begin to change in your favor, in your direction. By the word. If it is you, then I am coming. No. But if it is you, command me, say something. And the word that came out of the mouth of Jesus was the word that Peter was walking on. So Peter was able to walk on the water. Did the impossible by the word of God. People of God, the word of God in you will make you to do the impossible. Possible in your life, I'm telling you. Help me tell the person the word of the Lord in you will make you to do the impossible. Hallelujah. Sometimes people don't do well in church and in the house of God because we forget the word of God and refuse to act on it. People don't do, I mean, people are in church, we hear a lot of the word. We hear all the time, we hear, but we do little of the word of God. That is the reason, one of the reasons why, even though you are in church, even though you are in a presence, but you are still going down because you hear more, but you act little. Peter was able to walk on the water, not because Jesus was there, but because Jesus said, come. The word that came out of the mouth of Jesus, that made Peter to walk on the water. Please listen to me. And I will not lie to you. You will do well by the word of God. I'm telling you, you will do well. If only you will not forget the word of God and act, obey on the word that you hear all the time. James said, don't only be hearers. Give me that scripture, James 1. Let's start from verse 20. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, lay aside all features of and overflow of wickedness and receive them uh, with, with meekness the implanted word. He said, put every pride, put every arrogance somewhere. 
I mean, when the word of God is coming, don't resist it. Give me the NIV. Sometimes when the word of God is, some people think that it's not for them, it's for the person next to them. I think I told you that story before. Yeah, you talk about forgiveness. The word of God comes that you should forgive. You think that it's not you. And you know that you have problems. Whenever the word of God comes, it comes to address your situation. There is something God has for you in his word. It comes to address your situation, to work on us for our lives to become better. And receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your soul. So what the word of God is, you must learn to receive the word. The word. How many of you are receiving the word this morning? Many don't receive the word. We just come before his presence. I'm, t- I'm telling the reason why we are sinking. He has told us, come. He said, no, I won't come. It's one thing for you to receive the word. It's another thing for you to be able to walk on the word. Receive it. Verse 22. Look at what it says. But be doers of the word and know what? Deceive. So whenever you hear the word and you don't act. Many a time we don't even hear, therefore we don't even act. Sometimes we also hear and we don't act on the word. Amen. The word you don't receive and act on it can never benefit you. We hear a lot, but we act little. We do, we do very less. But please listen to me. The level of your rising in God depends on your obedience to his word. The level of your obedience to his word. You can, I mean, the level of your walking on the water, the level of what you can do in God depends on the level of your obedience to the word of God. How many of us have never heard the word of God that God wants us to forgive? Let me see. You have not heard forgiveness before. But how many of you still hold people in your heart with unforgiveness? Let me see your hand. This one, nobody raise their hand. You see, it's not that we don't know. It's not that we have not heard. But we have refused to do what? We have refused to act on the word. How many of you have heard the word that we should win souls for the Lord? Let me see. We should win souls. But how many of you hear that you take it serious? We can never do well if we don't act on. How many of you have heard that we should honor God with our tithe? With the tithe? I think the hands are coming down a lot. (laughs) Hallelujah. Mercy. We hear the word of God, but we refuse to act. From today, receive the grace to receive the word of the Lord. And act on it is the word you act on that determines whether you can walk on the water or not. It is by the word of God that will make you to do the impossible. This month, I see the impossibilities becoming possible in your life by acting on the what? On the word of God. So every grace that we need to act on the word, may that grace come upon us. You will never sink because you are refusing to accept and to act on the word of God. You will never sink in the name of Jesus. I said you will never sink in the name of Jesus. After today, you will never disobey the word of God again in the name of Jesus. Every grace that you need to put the word of God into practice and into action, receive that grace. I said receive that grace in the name of Jesus. Tell the person from today, I am going to act on the word of God. That will benefit me. And makes the impossible to become possible. Yeah. He said, he said to Peter, cast the net in John 5. He said, he said Lord, I've been fishing throughout the night. And listen to what he said. He said, because of thy word, because of what you have said, your only benefit is in the word of God. Your benefit is in the word. Lord, if it is you, ask me, not that it is you, so I'm coming. No. You are there. The fact that you are in church doesn't mean you prosper. The fact that you are in church doesn't mean you do well. No. You can come to church for 100 years and your life will be the same. 
You can be in church for a thousand years your life will be. Do you know the reason why? The fact that you see Jesus doesn't mean you prosper. It is what he has said and how you are making use of what he has said that benefits your life and that makes your life to prosper. From today, receive the word of the Lord and act on it and act on it and act on it and act on it. Glory to God. Say, from today, I am acting on the word of God. I received the grace to act on the word of God. I received the grace. I'm telling you. Receive that grace in Jesus' name. And every impossibility will become possible in your life. The second reason why Peter sank was the change of focus. Lord, if it is you, where was his eyes? On him. Listen to what the Bible says. He was able to go to Jesus because he was focusing on him. But the moment he saw the storms around him, you know what happened? I personally, even though it's not the Bible, but I believe that he turned. He said, ah. Whoa. <laughs> Everybody say, focus. Thank you very much. Who called you? Listen to me. If you are not going to focus on him, you will sink. You must understand that you did not call yourself. It is Jesus who has called you. Somebody may have brought you to church. Somebody may have invited you, but God just only used that person to bring you to church. But the real person who called you is not that person. That the real person who called you is God Himself. Let me show you from the scriptures. Do you understand what I'm saying? Go with me to John 6, verse 44. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. And I will raise him up at the what? How many of you are in church today? So who brought you? Yeah, the father brought you to him, to Christ. No one can come to me, no as unless the father who sent me draws him. So you must understand it is the father who has drawn you to himself. It is not a, it may be somebody who whatever, but it's the current behind the whole thing is Jesus himself who has called you. The father has called you himself. Amen. The moment Peter took his eyes off the one who called him, he began sinking. Please listen to me. If you don't take care, you will be in church and be sinking because you have the wrong focus. You have taken your focus from the one who called you. Two things that can take your focus from him. Number one is materialism. Second Timothy chapter number three, from verse one and two. Let me show you that scripture. Second Timothy three, one and two. But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of what? Lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy. It just goes on like that. But the focus is that, is that many shall become worldly, materialistic. That's one of the things that can draw you away from him. But please listen, when he called you, he did not call you to focus on material things. He called you to do what? To focus on him. Give me Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1. Listen to what it says. Hebrews 12 verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that easily entangles us. And let us run with perseverance the race that is marked before us. Roll. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the altar and the finisher of our what? The kitchen says, looking unto Jesus. Looking unto who? Who called you? 
So who are you supposed to look at? Looking on, when you are in church, you look on to him, you don't look at people. When you come before his presence, it is him you look on to. Because he called you. You don't look on to material things. You don't come to church to look for material things. I want to be blessed. I want to be prosperous. I want to get this. I want to get that. I'm looking for a husband. I'm looking for a wife. You have, you have lost focus. Your focus should be on him. Because listen to me, when you have him, you can have all things. Uh, when you have him, please help me as a person. Who are you looking on to? Who are you looking on to? Sometimes we pretend as if we are looking to God, but it's not God. One day we were having fire raising. I was praying very well. Lord, I believe in you. I believe. But whilst I was saying I believe in you, my mind was a certain woman. I know that woman will give, give us some money. Yeah. Pray, Lord, miracles in your midst. Perform, Lord, give us the money to buy a land. Whilst I was praying, I was calculating. Ah, I mean, I know some money she has given to us. I know that she will give us at least one mess. That time, not 2000. This was in 2003, 15 years ago. Believing God, believing God. I was praying, I was fasting and praying, Lord, give us money to buy a land for your church. And my eyes were there. When I went to her, I said, Madam, we're inviting you to our fundraising. I said, oh, don't worry, I will come. I was there. The fundraising day came. There were some few people in the garage. I will come out to check if she was coming. No car, because we didn't have a car. I said, it was only Susan who had a car. Then uh, nobody was coming. Then, just check. And we were about to close. That day my, I was confused with my preaching. Everything was confused. <laughs> then, finally, she didn't come. I was so annoyed. So after the service, I called her. Oh, honorable, we didn't see you. Oh, pastor, forgive me. Forgive me. Oh, forgive me. Forgive me, pastor. Please come, 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 come home. The moment I heard come home, <laughs> my heart was uh, very cool. Lord, you have answered my prayer. At long last. So I went to her. Oh, so for sit down. Went to her house. Come on. Oh, sit down. I'm coming. She went to the top. Oh, I want to serve you. So please. No, no, I'm okay. I'm fine. fine. I, I, give me the money. Let me go. I don't want drink. Just the money. Also, for just waste more. I'm not, oh, please. I'm, I want to see somebody. We're having a meeting with somebody. No meeting. I want to see what he'll do for me. Then I come. I said, please, I want to beg you. Oh, okay, so then wait for me, I'm coming. So she went up and uh, came down and said, oh, I mean, I couldn't come to the fundraising, please just take this, my, my support to the church and all that. So she gave me the envelope and when I saw the envelope, it was very light, so I was so excited. No, I, I, because I thought it was a check. So I began shaking, oh Lord, praise the Lord, hallelujah. So she was seeing me off, I said, oh, don't worry, I'll go myself, I'll go myself. <laughs> I wanted to leave for me to open the envelope to see what was inside. As soon as she closed her door behind me, I opened the envelope. It was 50 Ghana cities. I nearly collapsed. I nearly collapsed. I'm telling you. From that day, I learned not unto look to anybody. The Bible said they look unto him and they were not ashamed. When you look unto God, you will never be disgraced. But when you look unto man, when you look unto man, Change the people you have been looking onto for your help. Oh. Stop it, stop it. Before it's too late for you. Bible said, looking onto Jesus, looking onto you, you can never be disgraced when you look onto this man. Curse is any man who put his trust in another man. Curse any man. 
Who are you looking on? You are looking on to a man. You are looking on to your job. You are looking on to your husband, your children, your career. Don't look into those. Look on to him. If you change your focus from him to other things, you begin to sink. I'm telling you. Your sinking begins when you change your focus from him. The second thing that makes us also to sink are also difficulties in life. Please, you must understand there are storms in life. There are storms. There are, there are things around that there are difficult times in this life. There are terrible times in this life. Sometimes what you eat may not be there. Difficult times in marriage, in relationships, in all that. You are, you are married, you are looking for breakthroughs, it's not coming. You are, you are looking for marriage, the thing is not coming. You go through a lot. But please listen to me, we call them the storms of life. But if he has called you to come, don't focus on the storms. Don't focus on the challenges. Don't focus on the difficult. Because if you begin to focus on people, and how people are treating you, and the challenges and the difficulties you are going through, you begin to sink. But no matter your situation, no matter what you are going through, fix your eyes on him, that one day I know my God will come through for me. No matter the storm, no matter the difficult, no matter the challenge, God will make a way for me. I see God making a way for you. That situation will never remain like that forever. I see a change coming in the name of Jesus. I said, I see a change coming in that situation. I see a breakthrough coming through for you. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. Focus. Focus on him. Whatever that is taking your focus from Christ. But you are focusing on other things. From today, may God redirect your focus back to him. Don't allow your situation, the difficulties you are going through to, to determine, I mean, what happens to your life. No. I'm looking unto Jesus. Look unto him. Whenever things are tough, Lord, I look unto you. Things are not difficult. Things are not working. You are looking for a bridge. The thing is not coming. It's you I'm looking unto. I'm not looking to any man for my provision. You are the one I am looking unto. Ah. If you look at a man, you'll be disappointed. I said, if you look at a man, you'll be disappointed. Look on, for they looked unto him and they were not. You will never be disgraced. I said, you will never be disgraced. You will never be put to shame in the name of Jesus. Please help me tell us, look unto him alone. Look unto him. Amen. Look unto him. I came to a time, became so bitter against my mother, mother, my uncles and everybody. Hey, some of us, we have struggled though. I remember at, uh, when I was writing my O-level, I was just looking for money to pay for registration to write O-level. I didn't get money. As I stand here, I don't have any certificate. I met somebody, I don't want to mention the place, and the person asked me, we're talking and talking, ah, you are doing, which university did you attend? And I said, oh, um, you see, I have to go somewhere. And uh, I didn't want to answer. One day, we went to Jonathan's wedding. And I was with Dick and Alfred. We were talking and talking and talking. And one of his friends came. He said, oh, so for this, my friend. Oh, so this is my friend. We're at the university. He also did engineering, whatever. Engineering is, and he said, oh, this is my pastor. The moment he introduced my pastor, I said, Alfred, okay, thank you. I'm coming right now. <laughs> I just, uh, because I know the next question will be, oh, pastor, which university did you attend? Hey, man. I attended Clagon University International. <laughs> Kelego, Kelego University. Hey, may God help us. Look unto Him, and you will not be ashamed. You do well in life. I say you do well. If only you look unto Him. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. 
Psalm 34 verse 5, I think in addition to the focus, he said, they looked unto him and they were not what? And they were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. Apart from Jesus, whatever you stand on will sink. It will go down one day. I'm telling you. Let me say this and tell you once again. One day I told my wife, if you leave me, I won't die. You better listen and listen. And she look at my face and said, let me also tell you, if you also leave me, I also not die. And I said, praise God. Many of you, if a man leaves you, you go and hang yourself. Now I'm telling you, if a man leaves you, go and kill you. You, you become a drunkard. So if, if, a, if a woman leaves you, you will get broke, your heart will be broken into pieces. What are you standing on? So if, if you lose your job right now, you lose God, you never come to church again. Apart from Christ, whatever you are standing on will sink one day. It's just a matter of time. Glory to God. From to receive the grace to stand on Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The third thing that makes us to sink in his presence is fear. Hmm. Matthew 14, 27, Lord, if it is you, command me to come. Row. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down from uh, on the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind was boisterous, he was what? Afraid. That's the third thing that makes you to sink in his presence, even though you are in church, but you are going down, is because of fear. Now, from my, I have a very wonderful definition. Let me define fear to you from this scripture. Fear is allowing the negatives, the troubles, the storms, the challenges that you see and hear and feel around you to overshadow what God has said concerning your life. Wow. This is my own definition. Fear is allowing the challenges and the trouble, according to this verse, it is when Peter allowed the circumstance around him to determine the things he saw. Bible says, when he saw the word, so fear comes by seeing. Fear comes by hearing. Allowing the things he saw and the things that he heard to overshadow what God has said. What did God say? Come. He says, you come. But I can still see troubles around me. So my, the moment I focus on the trouble, fear will come in, I will begin to sink. But I will only hold on to what he said I should come. He said my end is better than my beginning. I am not afraid. He said I will never die before my time. No matter the sickness, no matter the pain, I am holding on on what he has said. Not the storms around me. So fear is allowing the things you see the things you feel, the things you have heard, to overshadow, to cover what God has said about you. Many of you are going down because of fear, even though you are in the presence of fear of the future. Many of you, when you are there, you fear that you will die. You think you are about to die. The moment you are sick, there is a fear that grips you. Yeah, many of you, you are even afraid. You don't know whether you will marry or not. Because of the things you have seen, because you look at your family, you can say, I mean, you have considered so, you have considered the storms around you, and it has put fear in you. There, there are things going on around you that is creating, listen to me, fear is one of the major tools of the devil that he uses to destroy lives. And fear is a spirit. Fear is what? Job says something. Go with me to Job 3, the verse 24 and 25. Listen to what he say. For my sign, come before I eat. This one, he lost the children. And my groanings pour out like water. Look at the verse 25. Can we, can we all read together? I want to go. For the thing 
I greatly feared. Listen to me. Fear attracts what you don't want to see. Yeah. It is a weapon of the devil. What you fear is what will happen to you. The thing I feared most, it is the weapon of the enemy. If you fear that you will never marry, you will never marry. I'm telling you. If there is a fear that you will die, you will die prematurely. Whatever you fear, your fear attracts the thing you are afraid of. That's how it is. What I greatly feared has happened. Listen to me from today. Every spirit of fear that goes through your mind, your spirit, your soul, because of what you have seen, because of what you have heard, because of what somebody has told you and what you feel, I speak that may that spirit of fear be cursed and cast out of your life in the name of Jesus. You will not walk with God and still walk in fear. I say you will never walk with God and still walk in fear. In the name of Jesus. We will not allow the spirit of fear to dominate and control our lives in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Give me Psalm 23 verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no... I'm in the midst of death, but I refuse to fear. Why? Because God is with me. Listen to me. Even if you're, on, you're lying on a dead bed and the doctors tell you you're not making it, tell them I'm making it in Jesus' name. You see, except you believe what they are saying that you are dying. Do you know one of the reasons why Jesus died? The soldiers couldn't kill him. If they could have done any, they could have cut Jesus' head, but he wouldn't have still died. The only thing that he did, Bible said, he gave up his what? The ghost. God has given you that power. No matter what anybody is saying, you have the will to say no by the power of God in you. I'm telling you, don't allow anything to torment you. If, if I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Because who? Because you, oh Lord, is with me. Yeah. If you know who is with you, no matter what you go through, you will never be afraid. I know I will do well. I know I will marry. I know I will see longevity. I know I will see my children's children. Believe it no matter what you see today. Don't allow what you see today to determine what will happen to you tomorrow. No. Don't allow that. Don't allow it. It's the work of the devil. What I fear has greatly happened to me. Give me Psalm 27 from verse 1 to 6 or 7 or so. And this is a very powerful scripture. Please hurry up. The Lord is my light. My salvation. Whom shall I? Don't be afraid of any man. We're not afraid of anybody. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? No matter what anybody is doing against you, they, it can never work. It can never succeed. God is bigger than those human beings. I said, God is bigger than those people. Don't forget yourself about those who doesn't like you. Ah! I'm telling you. Don't think everybody loves you. Sometimes those who hate you are even many. But forget about those who talk negative about you. Those who doesn't speak well about you. Whether you speak well or not about me. You are not the one who will make me to succeed. My life is not in your hands. My life is in the hands of God. The more you envy me, the more you talk about me, the more God makes me to prosper. That's how God works. Don't waste your time fighting unnecessary battles that takes your life nowhere. You are fighting with somebody because the person talked negative about you. The person didn't like you. The person wants to gossip about you. Don't lower yourself to that level. Don't lower your... You are too low. Somebody gossip about you. Now they say, Ah, yeah, what you? Hey, me now did about Me now come once. The Bible said, if you are always listening to what everybody is saying, you even hear your own servant insulting you. 
I am so busy. I don't have time to listen to your rumors. I don't have time to listen to your gossips. I don't have time. No, I'm not stooping that low. What do you mean? Where I'm going is far. You see, this is sort of thing that enemy brings on your way to keep your... Let me... I, 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 I did this I mean, illustration here. I'm walking with Auntie B. Somebody steps on me. And I'm there talking. Hey, why do you step on me? Why do you do this? Why do you do that? This time, be careful. Another person hits me, hits my head and I share my hair. Then I stop talking, talking. Do you know what is happening to me? On the journey of life, the one I'm going with is going ahead of me. But those people who are stepping on me, insulting, and I'm giving them attention is rather delaying me in my life. I'm telling you. I refuse to be delayed in life. I said, I refuse. Listen to me. Yeah, listen to me. So, but what we are coming from very far. We have a long way to go. Don't allow some people from somewhere. Any, if a man doesn't like you, drop him like a subject. Move on with your life. Don't cry over any man. Don't cry over any woman. And move on with your life. They are not your God. Why are you going so far? You have a long way to go. Don't let allow some disruptions. And you are crying. You are talking. You are, and people are going. People are going. Hey, I've decided a long time ago. I will not allow anybody's offense to keep me at the same place. I'm telling you. May God forgive me. May, may God forgive me. As I walk here, as I stand here. Maybe if there's anything, may God forgive me. If I can, if I have anybody in my heart I have a problem with, it's only God who knows. I have refused not to bear grudge with no man. Even though people offend you. But I've ref- No, I don't have time for you. I'm thinking of where we can open the next branch. I'm thinking of how we can do our projects. And you come also for what a bar. For what some two baby na me pentema Nowadays, if you can watch me, those who come to my office, I don't spend my time with you. You do watch. If you have the opportunity to come to see me in my office, please. Uh, good morning. God bless you. Father, we thank you for our discussion. Have your will. Uh, please, uh, what is it? The moment I hear so for, oh, it's been a long time. I've said, please, uh, what, what tell me what is it? I don't have time for telling me you've been a long time you've seen me. I mean, there's so for so I came prepared back to say hello. Hello for what? And I meant you to pray for nothing. God bless you. I'll see you next time. I'll drop you. You come, I come. I don't have time for nonsense. Unnecessary conversation. Unnecessary discussion. No. We're in a hurry. We're in a hurry. You will never delay in your life. I said you will never delay in your life. Nobody's attitude and misdemeanor will make you to delay in your life. I see you making progress. One day somebody asked me, so, so for, oh, I'm, uh, somebody told me that you said so, so and so. I said, who said that? I said, no, 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 no. Hey, let me go, let me go, let me go. <laughs> so, no, no, no. If you know where my mind is, stop that nonsense and uh, let me go my way. I'm in a hurry. There's a lot we need to do for God. We don't have all the time. From today, whatever that is instructing you, taking your attention, may God deliver you from it. In the name of Jesus. Receive the grace to be focused and to do well in life. Don't allow the things around you. He said, my light and myself, whom shall I fear? The Lord is strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? I'm dumb. Please roll. When the wicked came against to eat me up, my flesh, my enemies and my foes, they stumble and they do what? I see all your enemies falling. Please roll. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. 
to war may rise against me. In this, I'll be confident. Why? One thing I've desired of the Lord that I will seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his prayer. Go to verse 5. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon what? When, listen to me. When God set you high, where are all your troubles? But when you are down there fighting them, where will you be? Uh, from today, move from your troubles and go up. <laughs> Please roll. We are I'll get into verse six, five, six. And now my head shall be lifted. Ah, hey, my head shall be lifted up. Amen. May God lift your head up. Amen. Last Sunday I was preaching at Kumasi and I was crying. I want to preach in one of my father's church. He. He was being ordained as a bishop. So he asked me to come and preach for him. So he invited a lot of pastors from Kumasi. That day, on that Sunday, I visited three churches. And these are men of God that, when we were Kumasi, we were small, small boys under them. But when I went to see what is happening there, and I, my mind goes back, and I see what God is using us to do, I can see that the race is not to the swift. The Lord has been extremely good, extremely good, extremely good to us. Yeah. And I told the Lord, help us to do what is right. So that we don't take what you have done for us for granted. After preaching, one pastor came to me. He said, hey, he said, you have really glorified God. And they started telling my story. This bishop's wife. The first time I met her, he said, ah, unye. Yeah, that's what I said, it's me. He said, when I saw your picture, I said, ah, I said, I my head. I said, ah, woo you. Now, now we are here, be nice. And she did the hand like this. You were like this. And I, I can remember when you wear trousers, you would just be going down, like to fist stand. Because their trousers couldn't hold your waist. And I said, wow. God has been good, though. Now, you can wear trousers and it can fit. Even if, even if, even if, if you can wear trousers and it can fit, it's a blessing. No, I'm telling you. Some people, no matter how you put the bed, it'll still be just be dropping, 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 dropping. May God help us. I said, may God help us. You will do well. You will never go down. You will never sink. In the name of Jesus. In conclusion, number four. The fourth thing that makes you to go down is iniquity. Is what? Romans chapter number 14 the verse 23, I'm at 20, 22 and 23. Iniquity or sin. Now, do you have faith? Have it to yourself before God. Happy is he who does not condemn himself in what he approves. Look at verse 23. But he who doubts is condemned if he eats because he does not eat from faith. For whatever is not from faith is what? Is sin. Peter doubted. So that doubt that Peter had was what? Was sin. Sin is one of the things that makes you to go down, even though you are in church. I'm telling you. If you are in church, no matter how many years you are in church, if you don't learn to believe God to stop certain sins in your life, you will still go down. You will never see certain level of God's blessing in your life. Give me Isaiah 59 from verse 1. I, ho- I hope that's a scripture. Isaiah 59 verse 1. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save, nor his ear too heavy, that, is not, that cannot hear. 
But your iniquities have separated you from your God. And your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. Not that God cannot lift you up. Not that he can't put you on a rock. But there are things in our life we are not ready to let them go. Hosea 14.1 Oh Israel, return to the Lord your God for you have stumbled because of your word. Do you, know, do you understand the word stumble? Like you are walking and your, head, your leg hits something and you are going like, you, are, you can't go well. You have stumbled as a day. As a word theater. Others are walking, others are running, but you are stumbling. Why? Verse 2. Take words with you and return to the Lord. Says to him, take away all our what? Receive us graciously for we will offer the sacrifice of our lives. He said, your sin and your iniquities has made you to do what? To stumble. Please, whenever you live in a particular life which is not right, you go down. Give me last scripture. Ezekiel 18 30. Can we together? One to go. Therefore, I will judge you, O house of Israel, everyone according to his ways. Says the Lord of the Lord. Repent and turn from all your transgressions, so that iniquity will not be. No, give me the NIV. I love the way the NIV puts it. Let's let's start again. One to go. Therefore, O house of Israel, I will judge you, each one according to his ways. Declares the sovereign Lord. Repent, turn away from all your offenses. Then sin will not be. Your downfall. Sin makes you fall down. When you're going to sleep with a man, what do you do? You lie down. Is that also? You don't take it. You remain there forever. Help me as a person. Have you been lying down? This is nobody who is talking. Tell the person the more you lie down, the more you remain down. But if you don't lie down well, according to God's lying down, the devil will keep you there. Yeah. So anything you are doing when you are talking to people, look at their phones. Look at my face. I'm talking to you. Yeah. You will never sink in His presence. You will never go down. I said you will never go down. One of the things you need to do always, and I'm telling you. We all have our shortcomings and all that. Just believe God to the Lord to help you to let go of certain things in your life so that you can continue to rise. So that you will not sink. He said, sin has become your downfall. It brings people down. It may be just a simple case, but you are going down. No matter how you explain it, it will take you down. And no matter who does it, you will still go down. You just plead for mercy for God to help you. That you can overcome. How many of you believe that you are not perfect? Let me see your hand. I'm number one. But the point is that you must ask for grace to overcome those things in your life. Tell the person, I pray for grace for you. I pray for grace for you. That from today, you will be able to overcome that sin and those weaknesses in your life. Amen. The last one. That makes people to go down in the presence of the Lord is lack of total commitment. He said, Come, it is you bid me to come. His focus was on Jesus, and he was supposed to look unto him alone, be committed to him alone. But the moment he shifted, he began as we call it total commitment. Please listen to me. One of the things that God desires from you 
if you are not going to sink and go up, is total commitment for him. Look unto him alone. Total commitment on God. Many a time we don't do it because we, we are not too committed to the man. <laughs> Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 10. He said, whatever your hand finds to do. Give me Ecclesiastes 9 10. Please hurry up. My last scripture. Ecclesiastes 9 10. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your what? Do whatever. If it is Christ you have found, commit your whole self to him. Be totally committed. Some of us, we don't know whether you are committed or you are not committed. You, you yourself, you know that you are not committed to God. Wow. Your commitment to God is questionable. Your commitment to God. But from today, I want to prophesy over all of us here. No matter what, your life will never go down in the name of Jesus. You will never sink in his presence. You will be rising from one level to the other. From one glory to the other. From one favor to the other. In the name of Jesus. We are going to pray just one simple prayer. Lord, I refuse to sink in your presence. Whatever that makes people to go down, I overcome it from today by your spirit and by your power. And I receive the grace to rise up and to go to the level and the height you have ordained for me. Can you please rise to your feet in the name of Jesus? Glory to God. I said, glory to God. Please ask me, say, in the name of Jesus. Just one simple prayer. Say, in the name of Jesus. Father, from today, whatever that makes my life to go down, from today, I drop them. In the name of Jesus, I drop anything that makes me to go down in your presence. And I receive the grace. I receive the grace to rise to the heights and the level you have ordained for me. In the name of Jesus. One minute, lift up and begin to talk to God right now. Talk to God. Talk to God, talk to God, talk to God. I refuse to go down. Mention the things that you know that is not helping you. And drop them one by one. Lord, I receive the grace to drop this character. I receive the grace to drop this behavior, this lifestyle. I receive the grace to drop them now. In the name of Jesus. Talk to God. Talk to God. Lift up your voice and talk to him. Talk to God. I receive the grace to drop this attitude, this behavior, this lifestyle. I receive the grace to... I don't want to remain that. I don't want to sink in your presence. I refuse to sink in your presence. I refuse to sink in your presence. Glory to God. I receive the grace to rise. Glory to God. 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 Every weakness is in my life. I refuse to sink like Peter. Lord, I'm crying unto you. Stretch off your hand and deliver me, Lord. I refuse to sink. I don't want to be in church for so many years and my life is still the same. No! I want to rise. I want to do well. I want to move from glory to glory. I want my life to become better. Any sin in my life, any weakness in my life, I drop them from today. Every unbelief, every lack of focus on you, Whatever that doesn't make me, me to be committed to you and to your church, I drop them in the name of Jesus. Talk to God. Ah, I'm going up, 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 I'm going up. Receive that grace, receive that strength. In the name of Jesus, talk to God, talk to God. Talk to God, receive that strength. Glory to God.
Help us to fly like the eagle. Establish us anew. And help us to know you well. As we always stand in your presence. As always commit ourselves to church. And appear before your presence. I decree over your people, our lives will never go down. None of us here will be found wanted. None of us here will perish. None of us here will go down. None of us here will sink. In the name of Jesus. We pray that whatever that makes people to sing in your presence, we receive the grace to overcome them in the name of Jesus. Let the power to make us to walk on the water, the power to make the impossible to be possible, the power and the strength and the grace to make the impossible to be possible, release upon your people. In the name of Jesus, help us to do the impossible. Help us to do things beyond humans' imaginations. In the name of Jesus. Help us to do well more than our families. Help us to do well more than those who have gone ahead of us. In the name of Jesus. Now, the Lord has to tell somebody here, you are breaking the record of your family. You are doing something glorious and something wonderful nobody has ever done in your Even if somebody has done you will do greater and bigger than that. Receive that grace in the name of Jesus. Receive that grace in the name of Jesus. Please, everybody, look at me. Let me tell you. Believe you me. If you will hear the things I've told you today, you will never go down in life. No matter the storm and the difficulty you go through, you will rise above the storm. You will walk upon the water. That simply means that you will do the impossible. May this become a reality in your life. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Father, let your church do well. Let your church do things beyond human imaginations. Cause us to excel. Cause us to do the impossible. And let your name be glorified. In Jesus' name. Amen.